0: Hi, Sex and the City fans. Megan McKeever here. Check out my podcast, Cosmos and the City, where I'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City with a slew of fabulous guests. Each week, we'll be talking through everything from who wore what and why to the hottie of the week. So grab a drink and join me on my journey. Thanks, and be sure to subscribe to Cosmos and the City in iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Hey everyone, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today, the guest is Steve Slaga. We had a good talk. Uh, May have been one of the most atypical interviews yet, but it's still pretty good stuff either way. Before we get to the interview in just a few seconds, I want to thank everybody for posting questions and requesting guests through the Tumblr and Facebook. ImprovObsession.com for the Tumblr or Facebook.com for... (laughs) <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash improv obsession for the Facebook, obviously. Um also just please rate it in iTunes, please. Thank you. Alright. Uh you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stall any longer. Here's uh Steve's It's the improv obsession podcast. It's the improv obsession
1: podcast. Yes, it's the Obsession podcast. It's the only one accession podcast with Steven Pearlstein. I just hope I don't come off like a dumbass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody has yet, except for me. Uh, all right, hey everybody! Welcome to the Improv Obsession podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today, special
1: guest Steve Slaga. How are Slaga? Why did I say Slaga? I tried to. I tried to put in the Z. Um, no, there's, the Z is silent. Yeah. It's actually Schlaga, but my family says Slaga. It's Schlaga, it's but you schlaga, say- Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody that I know with that last name says Schlaga. Yeah. It's gross sounding. No, it's like, yeah, okay, it's not I hope there's no not, schlagas listening <laughs> They're just all gonna stop right sh- now The schlagas in the improv community 30 <laughs> seconds in and they're done Have you ever had a, another Steven on the show before? Never had another Steven before Never.
0: I don't think I've ever met another Steve or Steven in improv Besides um, you, there might be There's gotta be, right?
1: Um, There's gotta be, I hope they're not listening either Steve, yeah Oh yeah, I'm sure, yeah you yeah, but, but no idea. I just haven't played with them. <laughs> there you go. Um, alright, so I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna take a very untraditional uh, intro. Okay. Uh, you run. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I you know here's here's why the world is weird. Uh, I found this out Sunday when I was looking at the Runner's Circle website and oh. it has that little like Facebook plug in it, yes. it says Steve Sla likes it and I was yeah. just I was like, Oh hey, look at that. Uh, I think the, I think the world's terrifying like that, just in a little yeah. way. Yeah. I was, I was frightened to, like, oh, I can, I can stalk him now Yeah, you,
1: you, what a weird thing for someone to know. Yeah. You weird, you also could go to, like, <laughs> my Facebook and it would just say, like, went running, running, I'm running. I, it really,
0: are you like that? Um, well, no, yeah. I,
1: I try not to, like, I have the Nike app where, like, okay. you can, like, say, um, Broadcast this to Facebook, and I always really want to because don't we all just sure. really want people to know what we're doing always? Yes, um, I do it. I actually like, broadcast it yeah. on Facebook, um, and because also you can like click on it to like cheer. So like while you're running, you can right. cheer. Um, but, but I the, never do. But I'm if you afraid. put it to
0: cheer, like the sound that it makes for when people cheer is terrifying. I bet it, it's honestly. I honestly thought like I, I it was it sounded like a car screeching to not hit me. Uh-huh. I know because I was crossing a street and it came. I was like, that's not what safe. Fuck
1: yeah, it was, it was very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you run? Um, well, I've done a few marathons. So, like, um, I just always was terrible at team sports up until improv. Um, <laughs> but like growing up, bad. I was never an athlete. Like doctors, when I was like nine, would tell my mom like You've got to make him play outside." Which to me was <laughs> like, "Go take the Game Boy, and you're outside, and you're playing." And That's totally, and legit. Uh, yeah, and so just like. In college, I was just like, I need to do something, and like team sports just never happened, and sports in general. My brother was super into hockey and, and golf and and did all the sports, so I kind of just veered away from that as like, I don't want to be like my brother. So I never <laughs> did sports, and then one day I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a half marathon, and I did, and then I did a full and triathlon, so normally... Like on a normal day, if I could fit it, like I, I'd prefer if I ran five miles a day, like that would be, Damn. I'd like to be able to brag, be like, I run five miles a day, but it's usually more like three miles every other day. Wow. That's still pretty good. Uh, I'm sorry. I is it? Hope I hope it is. No, I, I'm impressed. I'm, I just started, tra- uh, like, uh, I don't know. Training. I see your Cytomax over there.
0: You're. That's right. Uh, that sh- shit's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. highly recommend
1: it for all the runners out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's uh, we'll move on away from the. What if we didn't get away from that? And it was, just, talk just, about it was just improv obsession, and we never the running about episode. Improv. I'd be fine with that.
0: I don't. I couldn't contribute a lot to the conversation, yeah.
1: but we'd have. But that could be that, that could be this episode's controversy. Oh yeah, Is people would get we just they
0: talk- didn't even talk about improv. Mm-hmm. You fucking suck. And you yeah,
1: just get real upset. I'd like that.
0: Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I just bought new shoes, and I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm I- genuinely excited to go
1: running. In I them. need new shoes. Really bad, my toes. Because I've done a marathon and a triathlon, and them now, and my toes, my pinky toes are coming out. Ah. Um, and I just, I just don't feel like spending money. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna destroy my knees or something. I'm sure, but yeah, yeah.
0: No, the, what I was running in before were just like old shitty like tennis shoes, tennis shoes, and uh, oh, you I can't do that. I know. I went and put those on, like where I just
1: tried them out of the store, and I was like. What this mm-hmm. is what running's supposed they, to feel like? Was it runner circle? Yeah. Did they? um, They did the whole the whole like watch your stride and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. You got to do that. Which uh, which
0: when somebody tells you he's like he's like all right just uh, walk how you normally would that way. There's nothing that
1: gets me more in my head. Just like be normal. I'm like uh, oh, how do I walk? I, yeah, I got weird. No that and oh and then because I got my first pair in Chicago and then they had me run like they're like just and it was in like a mall yeah. and like just run down to like Claire's and back and I did. <laughs> but what do I have to? Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then i got sidetracked at claire's but <laughs> got my I, ear pierced exactly. and i was like i, I should have done this it was when cartilage piercing was cool so uh but yeah that was the only time i had to do that stride test because ever since then every time i've gone to running store they've just been like oh if those are working for you just get the get this year's edition of those shoes so whatever yeah. whatever i've been running in like that style of shoe i've been running the same one for like seven years now really yeah oh, i mean well, i nice. i get like the update right, the right, right. version. Actually, no, I go online and I get last year's version cause it's always like 50% off. Oh, is that true? Yeah. That's Hi. your, that's, that's your pearl of wisdom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had just talked to you before Sunday. I want to say, no, saved a bunch of money.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. All right. Well, everybody's really, tuned out now. Everybody hates it. Oh, I'm happy. Um, all right. So let's, uh, I don't, uh, let's talk about like you getting started in improv cause I, uh, Erica posted something about you and
1: Groundlings, and I had yeah. no clue about
0: that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why don't you why, why don't you give me the rundown of where you got started? Yep. And I, you
1: um, I started in Chicago. I went to Columbia College Chicago, and uh, I took up a minor in acting only because I wanted to do the improv classes, and <laughs> that was always something that I always wanted to do, but was always really afraid to do. Like, it started in high school when we would I'd be in plays. I did the theater stuff, and we would have before re- rehearsal, like, warm-ups and stuff like that, like, massage circles and and that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't... I feel like we had massage circles, but looking back, that sounds inappropriate. You
0: know what? No, I, I did theater stuff in yeah. high school. We did theater yeah. shit like that. Um, we did the thing where we all lay down on each other's bellies and then yeah. somebody laughs Ugh. for, like, for like an hour. And, like, you'd, like, you'd have to go, like, parties, like, why do we do this? We were yeah. just kids,
1: <laughs> like... Right, like, if there is any, like... Anything to apply that to. You're not when you're a teenager. And no, you're just, like, yeah. feeling weird about it. Yeah. Uh, but I got really excited. I would always love the part of rehearsal when we were playing improv games, and just the actual rehearsal was just a bore. <laughs> we would do this one exercise called The Store That Has Everything, and it was so the simplest thing ever what it was supposed to be would be like like you would be the, the information booth at the store that has everything mm-hmm. and I come up and I ask for something and that that's all it's supposed to be and the store has everything and we just thought it was so funny if the information booth didn't have that and we would just like, it, like looking back it must have been a nightmare for the teacher because it's like <laughs> no the store has everything and then I'd walk up and be like I'm looking for a puppy and then this guy Chris would be like we don't have puppies we have everything but and then we just burst out laughing because <laughs> breaking the rules is so funny. Just the yeah, rules. just real assholes it. about it. I love um, it. And then I kind of was too afraid to do to do improv and stuff like that. And so finally I was like, I'm going to, I'll make it my minor. If I make theater, my minor and have like a real major, then I can, you know, feel like it's okay. But
0: wasn't your real major like TV and It film? was TV writing and producing. <laughs> so
1: that's your real
0: major it's right? just I was, as pie I was, in the sky. I was at an art
1: school <laughs> going to learn how to write for TV, feeling that it was, yeah, it was too pie in the sky to, to study acting, uh, but <laughs> no, I did do the, the theater classes, and they had a really cool tie-in with Second City. Um, they actually have this whole awesome program now where you can take a whole semester to do, like, the Second City Conservatory, and that's, like, 16 credit hours. That's your full wow. full course load. Is just studying at Second City. I have that's some really friends cool. that have done it. I didn't get to do it, um, but... They all of the all of the classes you take. Like I went to Columbia and in the theater building, I was taking improv classes, but it was taught. They were taught by Second City teachers. It was the Second City curriculum, so it was like the only college where you could take a second. You could take a class that would apply to Second City because it was the Second City class. That's pretty cool. And again, still being a smartass, like, okay, what are these two? Where are they? improv class oh Steve's so funny (laughs) (laughs) just
0: ruining it I love it Uh, when you were in high school did you uh, you you said you did like plays and stuff did you have moments like I, I, I don't know why this just struck a memory like moments where you're like in the play or whatever you're like you had moments looking back. You're like, "Oh, this is sort of like improv," or like, "Yeah, of course, I wanted to do improv stuff a lot." Like, uh,
1: nah. no, but kind <laughs> yeah. of. That makes me think of another important lesson I learned in high school. Um, it wasn't necessarily like when I was in like a show. I was never, I, I was, I wasn't like wishing that it was more improvised or anything like that. But I was never the lead. Mm-hmm. But I was always like in callbacks until like nine o'clock that night for the lead, and then I never got it. I would always be like. <laughs> that funny side character sure. like we did much ado about nothing and I was dogberry or we did importance of being earnest because we did the most boring plays and I was like the tax collector that came and had like a five minute scene and what that taught me more than anything was just like taking the small part and just having fun with it and just being the best you can and being, and you know, so I've kind of, I like applying that to improv and just in, in terms of like, you don't have to be in every scene and you don't, you don't have to be initiating all the time and stuff like that. So sometimes in a scandal show, like I'll go in and be like, remember Steve, you don't have to, you don't have to be in everything. Like you don't have to initiate if you don't have something, don't initiate just for the sake of initiating and just learn that like, um, you can just, sometimes I've seen heralds where somebody just had like one line in the whole thing and it was the best line and and it doesn't feel like they were being shy or that they didn't have anything to do. They were just, you know, they, they did what they needed to do. Yeah, they played their part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I
0: get you. Um, all right. So, so started in Chicago and then, um, and then,
1: Oh, well, yeah. Groundlings. Yeah. So um, I did that just before I moved to L.A. I did the one Second City class. And uh-huh. then I didn't finish my acting minor because I had gotten what I needed out of it, which sure. was yeah, which was for tuition to pay for my improv classes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I asked my teacher. Her name is Lily Francis. If you're in Chicago and she's still teaching at Second City, take a class with her. She's great. Yeah, I've um, heard that name before. Yeah, she was my first improv teacher. Hmm. And... She said, you know, she's heard that Groundlings is great because there's that kind of, they're very similar in terms of, like, big characters and stuff like that. So Second City would refer you to Groundlings. Um, Was Second City not here at the time? Um, you, no, it was, it was. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was like us. seven years ago. She did. Oh no, <laughs> Lily, <laughs> Lily, I could have made that all up. There's a chance that she said that. And then I just went online and found groundlings and like, cause it was so long ago. Like I'm just combining <laughs> memories just now. Stories. Okay. That's yeah. Fine. <laughs> she, if she did hear this, she'd be like, <laughs> who, the, who the fuck is this kid? That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> either way, whatever happened, I, I, I googled or I asked somebody but I found groundlings and also I had just i had just known about groundlings. Like I'd yeah. seen, you know, Will Farrell, Sherry O'Terry. I yeah. remember uh, Chris Kattan talking about it all the time I remember the episode of Diary on MTV with Lisa Kudrow she went to oh. Diary was this show where they would just like follow somebody for a day with a camera oh. and like take you in, inside look at look at their life you, you that looked one. at me like I was from Jupiter like that I missed that one I don't know craziest, I, craziest reference honestly
0: the, I didn't watch MTV it wasn't cool the only thing I watched on MTV was undressed just because uh. I was like this is like porn and it's the greatest that show is on forever <laughs> That was great. Yeah, it, it ran for like 106 seasons, and uh, it was just a lot of very sexually mm. tense lead-ups to what I assumed was right, sex, right. and then it would cut away, and I was like, oh, of course, why? of
1: course, because it was still MTV. Yeah, it was a big old tease. It was a big uh, old tease. But yeah, just uh, everybody was talking about groundlings, and so it just seemed like, and I knew nothing about ucb i just knew that there's a tv show and that on my way to my internship when i first moved out here i would pass the the upright citizens brigade theater and be like oh that must be like that tv show those you know that that and i I loved the tv show but i just i didn't know anything about improv like i said i either googled or had a referral to groundlings and so i started and they have to you audition for for their basic class but there's like um There's workshop classes that are open to anyone, like beginner workshops. So I signed up for one of those and kind of realized, on the first day, somebody in class asked, is there a limit to how many words you can say when it's your turn to talk? So I thought, okay, well, I'm maybe a little maybe bit, a little, this. little past this. Sure. So I, I dropped the class and I auditioned for the basic level and I had Drew Drogi who does a lot of stuff at UCB yeah. and he's fantastic. I still like in my mind, cause they do a lot of side coaching at UCB, not UCB, Groundlings. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they do it at UCB too, but Groundlings is like well known for side coaching mm-hmm. and even to this day, like. I'll be in a scene and I'll just hear Drew Jogi's voice pop up. Like if I'm, if I'm not being active or if I'm talking about somebody who's not there talking about the future and I'll just hear Drew Jogi be like, get to it, just do it now. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: um, So I started with Drew and then I I went through that, went through basic. And then the next level is intermediate, which is more focused on character. You do a little bit of monologue writing stuff. Um, It's all short form. And then from intermediate, those that pass intermediate, you get on a wait list for the upper level, um, Classes. There's a writing lab class, which is all writing and right. monologues. And then there's the advanced class, um, which is basically you're gearing up to put on just a fully produced show: costumes, wigs. You've got a band, you've got a whole crew. They're they're quite a to do. Sure. Um, so I did basic and intermediate. I had to repeat intermediate. Um, and, I mean, they're they're tough classes, and I worked at the Groundlings, and so I was always telling people, like, they're, they're, they make no secret, like, the class is the curriculum, it's a tough curriculum, Yeah. and I do believe a lot of times that it's tough love, and I've I've only had teachers there who are tough, but because they care, you know, like, if you're, if you don't care, you're not going to be tough, you're just going to sit, sorry, there's a fly or something yeah, here. Yeah,
0: where the hell did that come
1: from? Is your window open? Uh oh, it's a screen. It's a very... It's a very crafty fly. Heard I was going to be on the podcast. <sighs> Should I try to kill it? Pull up a chair, fly. Should I try to kill it? I guess. It's just going to... It's a fly. No. Do you have a fly
0: swatter? No, I have, a, I have a thing that's not going to kill it. I don't think this will work. I'm going Is going to be a virus? <laughs> Why am I doing this?
1: Missed it completely. No, I'm sure I did. you miss it. Miss it completely. He was like, "I see what you're doing." Yeah, no, they have they have sensors for that. Yeah, that's what they said. As a the swatter Although I did kill a cockroach really easy the other day. Well, those and are dumb. They yeah, don't have any sensors. I thought they
0: did. Hmm. Mm. Well, we'll never know. So back to the groundlings Back to the
1: groundlings.
0: <laughs> While wow, this this episode is the, already the weirdest, I so we started with running. I know. And then we, I'm, I'm terrible with the
1: tangents. I figured you'd keep me on track. No. Um. So <laughs> oh, there's the fly God damn it.
0: All right, well, he's, he's back towards the window. Maybe he'll find his way out. He won't. Now we're on a
1: fly tangent from gonna, my tangent he's tangent. He's going to be there. Um, <laughs> stay away, fly. Uh, yeah, so I, I repeated um, the intermediate class, and oh, yeah. just, I was new to improv. Like, I'd only been doing it for less than a year, and I just wasn't, I, I just had I had no confidence in it, or in myself, or in my ability to perform as an improviser, so I was just kind of like, Yeah, you know what? Probably not going to go back. Not going to do that intermediate class again. I'm just going to call it there. Like, improv I thought was fun. It's not what I thought it would be. Um, And then I had a friend, Molly, who told me about... We did, like, this weird... I put together a, a, a charity show, and I just had like a bunch of people that I knew from groundlings classes and just from around and just random emails. Um, I think I put up a Craigslist ad, which never do that for a comedy show. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, never her, did that for anything? Yeah, yeah. Her and I did a, did a, never use Craigslist. Her and I did some two man, like, weird kind of two man long form kind of thing. I mean, how green I was was I didn't even know long form was a thing. I was just like, improv is when you do a show and, like, two people go up and you tell them what fast food restaurant they're in and why yeah. it's closing and yeah. what their names are and what they're wearing and then they make the rest of it up. Um, uh, and so we did, we, we did, just whatever weird thing like we were it was the set of a play and she got in the fountain of the set of the play and we did a thing where she was a mermaid and afterwards she's like you need to do UCB and I'm like oh they have classes like what's UCB and so I signed up and just, just loved it instantly I felt like Immediately, I felt like okay this is a this is a place where my where the way my brain works just sinks into this much better mm-hmm. um, and then since then, I actually ended up going back to groundlings and just with the confidence that I gained from UCB like I was able to Take the groundlings class in that curriculum for what it's worth, and and I had when my the last time I did intermediate, I just had a blast because it was never like once once you're just there to have fun and just there to take the notes and try like that's all any any improv teacher wants. Nobody's going to yell at you for being terrible if you're trying. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, there's a couple of interesting things in there and that. So you said you mentioned that the curriculum's hard, and um, I've always kind of felt like. Uh, and I guess I don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but I always felt like the UCB curriculum, I always felt like it was very hard in that I, I always felt like, Oh, today's going to be a new challenge. Like uh-huh. whatever, whatever we're working on, I'm not necessarily going to get it. And by the end of the class, I'm going to be like, okay, I think I understand. And then the yeah. next week I'm going to come in and just like, well, fuck all that. Like there's a new thing that we're doing. I always felt like I was being very pushed, but you said that you, you mentioned groundlings is really hard. Uh, and I was, I always hear that like, yeah. And it's also like they have the, um, uh, like you, you have to do re- retake levels, and you mm-hmm. also can't. I think is it after the three or whatever the you can just level. get like kicked out. Right. Like, I is well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not exactly like that, but everybody. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like um, Like yeah. no, they'll just be done with you. Like you'll never be able to come again. And like really? yeah, yes, and, want money.
1: Yes <laughs> and no. What it is is I guess. Um, to start at the top of the Groundlings, it's the Groundlings. There's a company of 30, 30 actors who have gone through everything and just remarkably talented when it comes to character stuff. I mean, there's a reason that SNL is always going there to see their shows and why so many new cast members like um, Nasim, was in Sunday Company and, and Taryn was a Groundling when they were, when they were plucked by SNL. And then the Sunday Company is just below the Groundlings and that's kind of like what feeds into the Groundlings main company. Like the Sunday Company members are the ones that are invited to be in the the Groundlings company. Yeah. And then from the Sunday Company, just below that is the advanced class. And since the Sunday company switches casts only twice a year, you can't do that many advanced classes. So that's where the wait list comes from is because you, you, there's just, there's always going to be a wait because the Sunday company doesn't switch because you want to be fair to these people that have put in all this time and money and got, and got into the Sunday company, which is no easy feat. So you want to give them a full amount of time to really, you know, do, do their best and reach their potential. So there's not a lot of advanced classes. Since there's not a lot of advanced classes, you can't have as many writing lab classes, which is the third level. And since there's such a long wait for the classes, it kind of it's it's hard to allow people to repeat because there's just so many people you need to get through to do it for the first time and it's all uh and and so the reputation of groundlings is like yep you're cut you can't do it again we're over you but really it's just a matter of we want everyone well i don't work there anymore they want everyone to have a fair shot and and so that's where it all comes from is just and and the toughness is just you know in in ucb there's There's the four levels and there's the advanced study and all those and and all sorts of extension classes. And that's all kind of condensed into a much because they only do improv in levels one and two. And then, like, you'll do improv exercises and improv in your shows in three and in the third and fourth levels. But it's so much more focused on writing. So whereas UCB, you have four courses to go through what UCB calls improv. Groundlings has two and that's and that's groundlings. There you go. Um, but they do like, like I said, like um, in terms of it's the side coaching. Like that's why it's really tough. Is it's a very specific program. It's you know they, yeah. if you're if you're not doing space work or if you're talking about somebody in the in the third person who's not going to be in the scene, they're not going to let that scene finish. They're going to be like, no, get back to the present. And which kind of is. It's good to have that training in your back pocket. Like, I think that feeds itself into the UCB world a lot more than UCB feeds itself into Groundlings because, you know, you can be in a show and be like, what we're doing right now is boring and not entertaining the audience. And I know why. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, that's really, that's that's Groundlings. That's that's interesting. Um,
0: So I I, started listening to the Groundlings thing and I've I've always kind of thought, Okay, whatever, so as related to U C B and then go back to ground. So I always thought like at UCB, um, the training there is great and mm-hmm. I really liked it. Uh sketch writing and improv all fantastic. But I always felt like in a weird way, it wasn't enough. Like if that's all if that's all you did, you wouldn't be you probably wouldn't be good enough to be on a team there. Um, and that, and, and what I, what I, I guess what I mean by that is like, you have to be bringing something else to the plate, like whether it be an interesting life full of experiences mm-hmm. that you can draw from or, or more comedic training or, or like, or something like that. And it right. almost sounds like a very similar situation to groundlings. Cause if you have basically two, two to four classes or whatever uh-huh. to like prove yourself then like, well. How is that going to be enough? Like, there's no way you can become, like, a fully developed comedian.
1: I mean, I think any any of the schools will tell you, I mean, with Groundlings, you've got the weight in between the upper levels and like we would we would tell people I was the school administrator there Mm -hmm. so I I wasn't a groundling or like a performer there I should probably clarify I I was on the administrative sides of things but like we were answering the phones and answering these questions for students all the time and with groundlings it's built in where like there is going to be two years where there's not the next level of groundling class for you to take and we would always say go to second city go to IO go 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 take acting classes just go you know learn more and keep learning and, and find, find ways to apply. And sometimes people would, you know, go to UCB and just really blossom there and end up, you know, not worrying about coming back to groundlings. Um, so I kind of feel like, I mean, my personal, personal philosophy is just study, study it all and see, see what fits and what works best for you. And, you know, for me, it was definitely UCB for other people. They've, you know, done UCB and groundlings and just been like, I'm, I'm more of a character person. I'm more of a, you know, groundlings type um so yeah i would say any i want to say it's a disservice to yourself but if you have the chance to take classes all over then why not like i like that's i mean that's it, what i've done and like yeah in a
0: weird way like a, yeah i've taken taking stuff at I.O. second city the improv space the only thing i haven't really done in town that i know of is groundlings uh, uh and it's and it's Sure, there's some different approaches, and, yeah. like, some people feel it's very huge disagreements as an mm-hmm. approach to improv, but but then again, if you can just, like, sort of cherry pick or just go, yeah. like, oh, I like, I really like kind of doing this in a scene, or, like, finding a way, this way into a Absolutely, character, yeah. it's like, yeah. well, fuck me, like, now I don't have to yeah. start thinking about whatever. Because,
1: yeah, I mean, I feel like at the, the fundamental level, so much of improv is going you're going to learn the same things in a level one class at all of them I feel like you're going to learn agree yes and you know listen to the other person and so I feel like from there is where they branch off into, into their different things but I think everyone just has a different, you know, personal journey, I guess. Like for me, I feel like my cake is UCB and that groundlings training has given me some like really good icing to put on that cake, sure. which is such a stupid thing to say oh, now no, that it's I said fine. it, but it's like fine. and then and then <laughs> other people can use UCB as their icing for their cake or maybe it's a, th- a three-layer. Let's just let's just full on go with this cake let's thing and maybe it's thing. a three-layer cake and there's some IO some UCB. I feel everyone, you know, they're all They're all different programs, and I think nothing makes me more disappointed than when I overhear at a show or something. Like if I'm in a Groundlings class and I hear someone be like, well, I don't want to get cut here because I don't want to have to go to UCB. You know, I've heard that before. I've heard people in UCB classes talking about Groundlings or people in IO classes talking about Second City, and it's like just... Just love them all. Like, if it's not your thing, then it's not your thing and leave it at that. Like, yeah. if, if you didn't have a good Groundlings experience, well then, and you're loving UCB, then yeah. focus on how much you love UCB and don't worry about what you didn't like about Groundlings. And-
0: yeah, it's sort
1: of, I, I, it's sort of hard to like, I think everybody builds
0: up a, a goal. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's Absolutely. You, you get, you get very uh, antagonistic a little bit towards yeah. other yeah thing. And it's like. I I felt that way. I'm on a team at the improv space, and like when I first got on it there, I was like, whatever, like this is gonna be my warm up, and like <laughs> if it does, if I don't like, it. but it's like, and then you know a couple weeks into it, I'm like, yeah, I like doing this. This is improv. I'm mm-hmm. having fun. I'm. What, yeah. why, why was I being like an yeah. asshole? Like I'll drop it whenever I feel <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: it's <laughs> it, that's that's interesting and true. And like one of the uh, one of my teachers, Phyllis Katz, she teaches at Groundlings, and and one thing that stuck with me when I had her. Uh, was two people were just really struggling and really working at it and she just she just got up and she's like you guys there's no improv industry in the sense of just have fun like nobody's gonna come into your improv class and be like i'm gonna pay you to do this somewhere like it's so rare that like improv is going to i mean obviously you know it can present opportunities to you know i know plenty of people who've, who've booked work because of their improv teams or because of their sketch teams but there's so so much of the time you're doing it for free because you love it so if that's the case then do it like you love it, like you know. Pe- don't don't struggle. Just have fun. You know. Yeah.
0: I just had this conversation with a friend of mine who uh, who, who did some stuff at Groundlings, like Colin Murphy. Um, and uh, oh the, yeah, I know Colin. You know, yeah, yeah. he's a cool guy. Uh, he's very funny. Um, but he was. Uh, I was talking about it, and uh, I said it's it's weird how us as comedians, or many of us in this community make ourselves busy and like he was saying yeah. like sometimes he felt he feels guilty he's like felt guilty for like watching the olympics for a, over a half an hour mm-hmm. and i'm like it's like but screw that like we're yeah. we're supposed to we do this because we like it yeah. and like if you think if you just like if you it doesn't all come down to luck it does there's hard work but if yeah. you just a if you just were like okay i'm just a random number and hopefully my one day my number will get picked yeah. for bigger and better things uh, then your odds are super low. Right. So, like, you should allow yourself to have a life and, yeah. like, friends. And- absolutely. And it, <laughs>
1: it is hard because I do... I absolutely feel like, you know, sometimes it almost it feels like an addiction or a drug or yep. an obsession. Oh! Um, I almost called this improv addiction to oh, lose this close. Wow. Well. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I remember first, you know, starting out when I was first getting on indie teams and doing those shows and stuff, and it'd be like... If I had a date, like I would always feel like, oh gosh, I, I didn't like. If practice got canceled that week, it was like, oh my god, practice got canceled. Like like the, somehow I created in my brain this tangible idea that if I missed practice that week, I was now go- I was going to be a bad improv, like yeah. I was going to be a bad improviser, or like, oh, I can't make Harold night this week, and I, I can't see any shows this week. Like I'm like like the idea that lo- like missing one practice or missing one show would just make you lose everything that you've that you've accomplished so far. Like yeah. lose all of that education, and it, it can be hard to at a time I was trying stop. to,
0: yeah, I was trying to build myself up where I had, um, I had, I wanted to have five practices uh-huh. some for class or whatever. I wanted to have five of them going on a week. It's like getting, it's sure, like getting
1: your master's.
0: Yeah. I would want to make sure I had like, uh, a, a performance or two yeah. and I want to be mm-hmm. riding. And it's like, right. And I, and then like, uh, more, more recently I've kind of, I've actually gone back the other way with it, but you know, uh, like calming down, like. You're like, oh, I'm just giving all I yeah. have, everything I have. And this, this past couple of weeks, I've been really busy, um, and I did improv yesterday and I was like, I have nothing to bring. Like I don't yeah. I just don't I feel like an empty yeah. like person. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't perform anymore.
1: Yeah, that's the kind of the downside of it. Like I, I love how many opportunities there are for us to perform in yeah. the indie circuit and stuff and like the the indie festival this year where you know, Crash Bar Eleventh Hour, yeah. uh, room one oh one and TNT all came together to do that and it was so much fun and just incredible to just have all these people you know, come and and do this, and just spend the day making each other laugh and eating food truck tacos. Um, yeah. But there definitely is the the other side of it which is yeah if i do if i have crash bar on sunday tnt and then um room 101 and then thursday night if i'm doing mock or uh or 11th hour at that point it's like gosh I've, i'm just exhausted like i i've yeah. I've, I've, u- I've used it on my funny and yeah. a couple years ago i just you know i i did get into a place where i just felt like i had kind of like almost like hit a plateau and like it wasn't as fun as it once was and and like I felt like I was making myself work more than I was making myself have fun and I I just was like you know what I'm just going to take a break I'm just going to take a couple weeks or a month and I'm just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna practice for a while I'm not gonna do shows I just I just need to clear my head of all this and yeah. like you know it took me a while to convince myself that like two to three weeks of not doing improv would not undo all of my improv training right um and the first show back after I did that was just so much fun and I just felt so energized and invigorated um and you know it, just, yeah, you kind of have to, you, you can't run yourself into the ground with it. Just like, yeah. you know, ice cream's great, but you can't just eat ice cream or you're gonna try get diabetes. And stop me. You're gonna lose your foot, <laughs> Steven. You're gonna lose your foot. Um, yeah, I think it's funny when
0: uh, I, I catch myself doing this every now and then is when it, your improv brain. Leads over into real life Oh yeah Like when you start Calling bullshit on people mm-hmm. Like your mom When you're on the phone With her and you're like You can't do shit like this <laughs> Yeah she, yeah yeah And then suddenly You're like why did I Why did I just start a fight With yeah. my mom <laughs> Like oh. I, She doesn't know She doesn't care about this I was just being silly
1: Yeah In my right. Oh I don't need improv To fight with my mom <laughs> Oh what's up uh, You wanna talk about mom issues Oh no I don't really have it My mom's great She's gonna listen to this She's okay. gonna see on my yeah. Facebook That I was in this And she's gonna listen to it And she's gonna be like I remember those high school shows He's talking about Wow. Hi, Steve's mom. And Thanks say hi to me. her knitting group, too, because <laughs> she's going to tell them about it. Hi, knitting group. Um, oh, now she's embarrassed. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, yeah, where were we? What were we talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, like uh, real life things. Yeah. Um, I remember um, going to, like, a, a family reunion a few years ago and just, you know, every family's weird. So my family's yeah, different. And, and this one was, like, up in rural Michigan. It was on a farm. And um, it took... It took place. Is that it was located? Does it, like I feel like sure. it, I feel like it, it, it took place. Already sounds like I'm describing an improv scene. Yeah, you can, you can do that. Um, but it was, it was like on <laughs> a farm uh, near my near my grandma's house, and it was we rented out a one room schoolhouse for this, and it was just like surrounded by cornfields and stuff, and like just I was like, this is just a big group game, like. <laughs> Oh, um, and I, like, I love my family, and everyone's great. But I mean, it's so different now, for, like from the world I'm in now. That the the unusual things really stood out. Or like, yeah, yeah. when I when I go home and. You know, somebody because yeah, if something weird happens, like everyone else is just like, oh, that's a funny thing. Moving on, I was like, what else? What else? Like, let's build on it. that. Let's yeah.
0: let's riff, you guys. And they're when like, you start, yeah, yeah, when you start like doing the analogy, to taking it three beats mm-hmm. further than it needs to anybody yeah. anybody could have imagined. It mm-hmm. got it, like, yeah, I go I go visit uh, my family up north. I have a little brother and a little sister, ten, twelve, and my. And sometimes, like that, like they're really good at it because, like, if something funny comes up, I'll riff on it, just do like a weird, like, yeah. loud character, and they'll freak out. Like, they'll just freak out for, and I'm like, I could do this forever. Yeah. But then, but then again, there's like a part, like you like, look at my my dad, and my stepmom, and everybody else, and they're like. What's happening? Yeah, like, what well, it's is going like
1: on? it's like you can you can do a second beat of that weird thing that happened with family, and everyone yeah. would be like, "That's so funny!" Oh, yeah. he's the comedian in the family, and then you go for the third, and they're like, "Why won't he stop?
0: <laughs> does, does he not have a you know, real life? Does he not exactly, know how to act with people?" Yeah. and it's like, "No, I don't. I yeah. really don't."
1: Um, but at the same time, like it's you know I. I probably do the same thing of like focusing on the improv bleeding into quote unquote real life stuff and all that when it's like what I want to be focusing on and doing more of is making sure like that stuff bleeds into my improv and you know because there's so many there's I was just talking to Betsy the other day about like I want to do more things things because (laughs) when you're when you're practicing and coaching and taking classes and doing shows and all this and then it's like when there is like when you are practicing five days a week it's it's great it's like boot camp like you know i I did Susie and jim's boot camp which is great and the whole philosophy of that is just like to do it every day which is you know fantastic and i i walked out of that just feeling so much more confident and, and feeling such a stronger performer but at the same time you have to balance that out with like doing things that are not like live life so that you yeah. can have things to inform your inform your improv like go to a museum or go go to the ocean or go on a road trip or something because yeah. otherwise you know like if all you're doing is improv then I just feel like one day you're gonna be in a scene where you're just like 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 um well have you ever
0: go uh, okay, sorry. Let me finish.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if it makes sense. You should have interrupted me, but it just makes like if, if all that you can reference in your life is your improv stuff, then you're almost like the fourth Michael Keaton in multiplicity of like you're just a copy of a copy. It's sad. Like it's not. Have you yeah.
0: ever have you ever gone to a show or a practice and somebody uh, tells a monologue about improv or or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And you're just and it's sort of like or like in a scene it'll come up. They're like I'm taking improv, and you're just like. Um, yeah like don't mm-hmm. don't do that like yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It, I sure that's a part of it's real a tell. life, but yeah, also... it's a
1: tell that they're probably a little newer, like I did in like in my first improv class of like name and location,
0: improv scene uh. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were the funniest one in the yeah. class,
1: and I think that's a um it can be hard with younger performers, like I feel like you know i wish i would have started sooner i feel like i started you know i started just at the end of my college career and i know other people that started in high school and stuff but i do feel like the challenge when you start younger is you don't have those life experiences to go on yeah. and so it's kind of like you know you're in an improv scene and it's just like um prom and boys <laughs> you know yeah that's and that and you know what uh, there's
0: plenty uh, there there's a part of me that feels like my my improv is in a weird like state of like arrested development because yeah like i do i do like when i tell monologues at Crash Bar sometimes. It seems like probably like six out of seven out of ten of them are about like high school yeah. or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. do I not have a life anymore? Yeah. Did, oh, like, I always I always like,
1: name characters and scenes after people who went to high school with, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just that's just the easiest. Well they're all there yeah. but for some reason. But yeah, that it is funny there's like that it's so easy to go to those memories it's like aren't I doing things now like yeah yeah so I feel like even if even if you can't you know go on a you know trip or something or you know go to your family reunion in a one room schoolhouse like it's just read, you know. Sub- yeah. Set up a Google Reader and, and have articles coming that are about things. Yeah,
0: stuff that has nothing.
1: If you can, do, if you can read about
0: things that have nothing to do with entertainment yeah. like once in a while, like holy shit. Yeah, just exactly. Feel, yeah. Weird. yeah, it's a nice palate mm-hmm. cleanser.
1: Subscribe to Boing Boing for your nerd stuff. <laughs> you gotta it yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm into it. geekology. Geekology. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I whatever. had to. I had to pick one because I just had too many things in my reader. Like, I'll go <laughs> in and pick like, a thousand new articles, and yeah. I'll be like, but and then I also subscribe to like People of Walmart, which is just different. Which <laughs> just, actually, probably, that, I, I think every uh, every Groundlink student should just go look at People of Walmart if you, know, you need character, character character um, inspiration. It's it's funny, that thing you
0: mentioned about bringing life to, to like your work. I think um, I try I try really really hard to bring like a level of honesty or truth to writing, mm-hmm. um, like. Like I, I, I always, I always talk about Louis, and I think that's one of the best shows yeah. in the world because there's, there's some. There's, and also, I think Colbert does this sometimes too. But like, sometimes some of the things are so real uh-huh. that they're not funny, but they're fun. Like they're yeah. funny. They're just like so, you're like ah, like yeah. Like yeah, you're right. This is the thing with the world. And I try, I try really hard to do that with my writing, but I feel like that's almost I, I like a zero percent success rate with bringing that to improv. Is bringing like. It's, it's more often than not it feels like it turns into a scene of like somebody going like whoa this isn't funny
1: yeah oh well, I could see that <laughs> or somebody yeah.
0: just like trying to call bullshit and add like a weird crazy yeah. thing <laughs> like you're like ah oh, mind. I guess
1: that's yeah that's yeah. the risk you take when you open up like I know Scandal started we were doing uh living room opening for a while when we first started and i feel like a lot of times it was just like you know funny thing funny thing funny thing and then someone says like something that's a little weird and then we would just gang up and be like you're crazy what's that idiot
0: (laughs) it's so it's so funny how in improv like we we're we're trained to like each other and try to use each other's Mm -hmm. ideas. But in weird and some somehow that like that group dynamic of like it turns into Lord of the Flies and we all try to kill Piggy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just like somebody'll say one weird thing, it's like in a living room opening or a group game. Yeah. You'll crucify somebody but it'll right. never happen in any other situation. Yeah. You're like, What is happening? See, I'd here?
1: say it almost happens like the most the most crucifying that would happen is just like if you have a team that's all getting along and it's almost like a razzing kind of thing, sure. like you know, giving someone shit. Like that's where that's where it would be for us. It was normally normally like Brandon would say would say something, and we'd all be like, "You what?"
0: <laughs> I had a team. I had a team for a while ago that was
1: like, "What?"
0: what I was telling a friend, "I'm like, I really like it because like everybody's really sharp. We always call each other out on bullshit, and it's a lot of fun. But then at a certain point, I'm like, yeah. I'm just tired of all this yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, you're fine. We're all smarter yeah. than everybody
1: else. Like, and in the scenes, like a scene sometimes like isn't it just sometimes more fun to just. Agree to the bullshit and just yeah. be like, yes, this is a world where that's the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Let stuff go sometimes.
1: I do feel like, um. <laughs> I was in a... Oh, you were at Crash Bar last night. I did a two-man show with Mike Truesdale, and I texted him after show. an apology, because I feel like every scene would just have a part where I would just, like, stop the scene to tell a story from my real that life. Like, like, I started talking about pool supplies, because I know about pool supplies. Yeah, like, I yeah. could tell. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I would always, like, almost make it obvious to the audience, like, this is a thing that really happened, and then just tell a story. Yeah. And in the middle of the story, I'm like, why am I doing this? I stopped the scene. to. Just talk about things that happened, and well, not necessarily funny things.
0: But see, that's the thing—is it works, and that's actually something I was going to talk to you a little bit about. I think it's an interesting style that you have. Um, I know, like I had Case Van podcast, and uh, one of the things he said that I really, really liked is that he thinks the audience wants to see like a smarter, faster version of like humanity on uh-huh. the stage. Or I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but that's how I interpret it. Um, and I think that's something. That, like, you, yeah, you, it was a perfect example last night. Is like, people were loving that, like, uh, no, do you need, like, you need, like, a dephosphor, or, like, the flash, the <laughs> no flash, yeah, or, yeah. No phosph- whatever, all this stuff, and, like, all these real, real good specifics about pull some there, like, loved it. But it's, uh-huh. but it's also like, if you took that, if you just took that out of the context of improv, people would be like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But it's, it's, I think it's interesting how, uh, being, like, faster, smarter, stronger on the improv stage is all, all it really takes to get, a really positive reaction.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. No, I agree with that.
0: Um, and then on top of the, but, but on top of that, like, I feel like you're. Uh, oh, fuck, okay, this isn't. An, this might come off mean. That's it's okay. I listened
1: to. to your podcast. I was wondering what the question was that would come off as mean. They so. all. They always <laughs> do. I think. I think you're like a winner on,
0: in, on the stage, which is which is like to say that it's hard to like. Knock you off the like if somebody calls bullshit on you, uh-huh. you'll be like, ah, well, not bullshit because of this. And it's yeah. like, uh, it's it's really like it's, but but it's funny and it's it's really compelling to watch because you're just like, ah, how is he going to yeah. snake his way out of this? And he does.
1: I've gotten the note several times, and it's a true note that I do that, that I do need, de- yeah, that I do need to win, and that I often like I I don't play a lot of lower status for that reason, like yeah. I, that's. That's definitely something that, that I, I, yeah. I don't, and that, that just comes from, honestly, that comes from real life and just like any situation I'm in, I need, like, I cannot be knocked down. That, yeah. that's just my own personal shit of like, no, can't show weakness. Yeah, I get <laughs> that. Not on this stage and not in life.
0: I get that, but it, but it's interesting. I still think, like, I still think it's really funny to watch and it's, I don't know, like, I, I know I, I, yeah, I, I, I would have, I'd be willing yeah. to bet that you've gotten that. No, sure. But like, but like, is it always necessary to go like, ah, don't do that. Cause it's one of those things again, like if, if the audience is seeing something that they like it, yeah. even if it's, then it's like, well, they enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. That's, <clears throat> that's true. I would say I, yeah, I mean, if it's working, it's working. That's true. I think for me just personally. Um, as a performer who wants to you know be a well-rounded be able to you sure. know play different sorts of characters and sorts of scenes I think that you know it, it would be wise for me to take that damn note already and, <laughs> and play lower status and, um, one of my favorite my favorite things in any like class I've ever done. I think UCB and Groundlings both do it. Just and so I'm sure IO does it also. Um, they probably just call it different things. It's just against type characters. Like I love, I love when the class comes together, the group comes together, and they assign someone to do something that they don't normally do. Yeah. Um, like uh, I that was that's what I got in a in a scandal practice once was. Uh, we want to see Steve as, like, a sad dad who just can't win. <laughs> and it was so much fun to do, and I can only imagine so much fun to watch, uh, because, because it was it was different. And I don't know, like, if an audience hasn't seen me do a bunch of shows, then to them, they're not like, Oh, it's Steve doing something new. He's really, you know, bringing up some new material for us. But yeah. it's, it's one of my favorite things to do is watch people play against type, because... You know, like, I can play, we did a scene once where I was, well, yeah, the the pool supply one, like, I could easily do that because I sold pool supplies and I grew up with a pool. So I know all that, but at the same time, if, if somebody didn't know that, like, in that scene, Mike didn't know it, but it would have been fun to watch Mike just bullshit his way through sure. and, and not know it, um, so it can it can be fun to watch people who you clearly know. Like, another exercise that I like, I think it's from Groundlings, is um, although, again, I think UCB just calls it something different. But we at Groundlings, it would be a book report where mm. you are given a book and you're a character and you just do a report on it. And when somebody knew the book, it was always so boring. And then, like, this one guy, his was... Um, he had to do Pride and Prejudice, and he knew nothing about it. And he's just like, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice starts by telling you there is much pride and there is much prejudice. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that's way more fun than watching somebody talk about what happens in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. I, love, I love when people don't know... <laughs> I mean, but choose to know. Like, I yeah. love if you don't know Pride and Prejudice. Yes, make it up, and then in this scene in that world, that's become what Pride and Prejudice is, and then it opens itself up where you can do tag runs and you can like explore this world where that's Pride and Prejudice.
0: Yeah. Well, what I think what, what the other thing too is uh, people. I think sometimes people default to not knowing or like mm-hmm. confessing, which I think is a fair strategy. But uh, you you have to also realize that probably like it's it's almost the same with a reference like odds are audiences, not everybody's going to know it, and yeah. probably less people than... you Unless it's something huge, a lot of people aren't going to know it. And I got away... I remember remember feeling, like, really good about this, but, like, I did a show at Crash Bar where, for some reason, I got put into... Pimped into being, like, a political clown. Uh-huh. And so, like, I, I just... I told, like, this really, like, elaborate joke about... Uh-huh. And it was... And it wasn't funny about, like, the, the financial crisis and, like, Barack Obama and all this... Like, all this stuff... And, like, somebody dude came up to me afterwards, like, that was so funny. Like, I could never come up with all that stuff. I can't believe you knew all that. And I'm like, I sort of didn't. Like, yeah, I know, it's commitment. I know some buzzwords, but I just, yeah, you, yeah, just believe, you and like- If
1: you commit, I mean, I firmly believe that, like, just as important as game and the rules and the building blocks is just, I want to watch people committing and having fun. Yeah. And, like, because once you've got all, you know, once you've gone through the program and, and you you know all those basics, like... So much of it is just watching people have fun and enjoy and listen to each other. And yeah, like, uh, you know, I did... Recently, I was labeled as the lead singer of Linkin Park. I didn't know that that's who it was. So I started saying that I played folk music and that I do this <laughs> and that. And like, that's what it became. And like, it worked because, you know, I was just like, yes, that this is who I that is my name. And this is who I do. Like, this is what I do. And like, yeah, and just don't just don't don't worry. Don't show your car to the audience. Be like, oh, gosh, what's my name? I don't know who I am. Like, yeah. Because yeah, because you—it's win-win if you know it. Like, like the pool supplies. If you know pool supplies. You win because the audience is going to be like, wow, what a weird specific that he brought from his real life. If you don't know and you're just committing to, yeah, you dump shampoo in your pool, then the audience is going to love that you're committed to whatever it is. Like, yeah. And then they're going to think you're such a... How did you ever think of that? Like, just commit and say things and yeah. believe what you're saying. And, that,
0: and that, I mean, that, yeah, I think that goes beyond almost anything. Yeah. Uh, why am I referencing my own show? Nick was on the show, and he said, like...
1: Well, i referenced my own show so many times. Please
0: <laughs> reference yourself more. When he comes out, when he comes... He said, like, one of those things, like, to step to the front of the stage when you're introducing the show. Uh-huh. It's that, yeah, it's that confidence thing of, like, I think the audience can tell, and they start to feel bad and weird when you're, like, not doing good, mm-hmm. or you don't feel like you're doing good. I watched uh, a few weeks ago a team that I thought would have a bad show. Uh-huh. Like and I remember and and I was I was judging whatever. I was like they're going to have a bad show. This is not a great team. Uh, and I don't think it started great, but they got laughs. and you saw that confidence build and by mm-hmm. the end of it I was like god damn it this is a pretty good yeah. show. Cuz like, you know, yeah, they they built, somehow they built their confidence by the end yeah. of it. They were just killing it and like all this funny stuff was coming out of nowhere. I'm like yeah. damn it, that's all it really takes. So, I've seen
1: I've seen plenty of you know, there's been Plenty of times when I've been like at a show and yeah, a team came up and was like, "Oh, uh-oh. all right." And then yeah, <laughs> I love I love when I'm pleasantly surprised and yeah. like like I lo- and then I feel like a dick after because I'm like, cool. oh, who am I to be like you know these people? This is what I'm going to expect from them, you know." And so yeah. it's like, "Yeah, show me." Like good on good on you guys for making me leave feeling like, feeling like an asshole. And yeah, like, improv can yeah. always surprise you. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Um, all right, well. Damn,
0: we're coming to the end, so I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna man. burn through these last few things. He talks about groundlings so much, cut all that out. Nobody cares. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it'll just it'll be a, uh, a five minute podcast. About <laughs> um, so uh, let's let's you're on you're on scandal now, Harold mm-hmm. team uh, is from the newest generation, you and Winslow. Yes. Um, so I want to, Screw auditioning talk. Screw going up to it. What okay? So you guys have been to a team for probably like nine months or something now. Yep. maybe a little since bit October, uh, whatever that is. So ten or 11, whatever. You're the host. You do the math. I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so what? W- w- evolving as a team uh, for over, the, over that first uh-huh. of ten months, having a weekly, maybe twice weekly practice and uh, and a, and a weekly performance spot. What's that been like? And what's ha- what is there change that you've noticed? Um,
1: it's been great. Like, I honestly... Okay, great, thank you. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no, it's, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound sappy and make people think that I have real emotions or sentimentality, but, they're, like, it's honestly been... Hey, you can have real emotions one of, here. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a safe haven? It's, safe. Uh, it's honestly been one of, if not the most rewarding experiences improv-wise. Um, and that just starts from the very beginning when, when the teams were announced and just looking at the two lineups and, like, looking at... Winslow and being like, "Oh, those are all my improv friends," and looking at um, Scandal and being like, "Oh, Scott and Farley, and who are these other people?" Um, (laughs) Just because I didn't, I didn't know any of them, but it's just been, if anything, I think it's been such a strength to us because we all, um, like Scott and Farley, and I had been on teams and practicing together for a couple years, Um, had no idea who the other ones were, and it just was exciting though. Like it was just to know that, like, here is a team where. They We were just picked and assembled for this reason, and just so exciting to think about like to meet each other and to do these practices and figure out like what what was it about this group of eight people that made the the Herald gods decide that we would be the best together? And just like exploring. Exploring everybody, um, <laughs> has been, it's just been so great, uh, and just yeah, and, yeah <laughs> and just like because when else are you in a position when you're in when you're in your in your classes? Like when do practice groups start? Like three hundred one, four hundred one?
0: They're starting earlier and earlier these days. I feel like I was
1: late to the game. Mine was a bender dangle, and we were. I was done with four hundred one. I was like, "Do we do practice groups now? What's going on, you yeah. guys? Uh, maybe nobody, somebody, somebody nobody wanted to play with me for one hundred one through four hundred one. That was somebody nice.
0: suggested to me to three hundred one. I was like. Don't you have to be on like a herald team? <laughs> like, okay, cool. Yeah, wow.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, with when you start a practice group it's it's really comes from like, who do I wanna play with or you know, people yeah. from class and stuff like that. So the idea of like just having this awesome opportunity to be in a group not picked by us yeah. was um, you know, it's 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 got to be like what the Backstreet Boys felt like in a lot of ways, you know. Um, but and now just, yeah, just seeing—I thought about that, right? I know <laughs> exactly. We're the we're like the Backstreet Boys of improv. But um, I mean, it's now it's just been great, and it's it, it's so much fun to just to have that. Like you know, whatever happens, like we started so fresh together, and and you know, everybody has their has their strengths, and it's you know think like if I, if I initiate a scene that's like some crazy, uh, I think I initiated one a few weeks ago and it started with like, get on my back, get on my back. Let's get out of here. And I knew as I went like this and said, get on my back. I was like, I know Brandon will be the one to jump up. Cause Brandon's the one who's just so, you yeah. know, so physical and it's, it's so great. Like I, I love doing scenes with, with Brandon because I know like I can just run around and scream and go up and down the aisles and, and like, he will be right there behind me or in front of me already. Yeah. And you know, and, and Scott is just such a, is just a genius. Like, I'm always watching Scott being like, how do you... Watching Scott's interesting, because I see, I, I feel like there's a moment where I'm like, he's going to say something hilarious.
0: Like, he, he has a little bit of a tell where he, like, looks away, and he's like, yep, here it comes. <laughs> and it's, and it's just your, and then it always is, like, even, yeah. it, even in the anticipation of, like, I know he's going to say something, and it always, fucking, mm-hmm. like, hi, ah, it's good work. Like a, it's like,
1: you know, gonna know he's going to say something, but it's never, it's always still... Not what you expect. No, to come. certainly not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God. yeah.
0: yeah it's uh, that's that's great. Um, what about? I mean, what about like uh, personally? I mean, you you've been doing improv for a while, so uh, I, I don't know that. Uh, I get. Uh, I don't suspect that. Like, oh, it's drastically changed your improv. But practicing, like I said, weekly, and also yeah. per- weekly performance a lot. Like that's. That's got to yeah. have an effect. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you noticed um, anything, Yeah, just um,
1: that, and just kind of like you're on a Herald team, so it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm on this thing, and I know, like, you know, a lot of people audition to be on this thing. Like, yeah. you almost feel like you have something to prove. Like, I was terrified our first show because I'm just like, like I just had it in my mind, like, everybody's just going to be like, show us why it's you. And that was completely the opposite. Like, yeah, I never performed in front of more a really- receptive, like, Kind audience than yeah. the Herald Night audience, especially our first show. Yeah, I, was so, there. I was there for that yeah. one. And yeah, it's um, I've been I've been to a
0: couple of like first uh, new Herald team shows, yeah. and it's uh, yeah, I think I think it's like a really supportive. They're just mm-hmm. like, this is happening. Yeah, like, it was it's, so it's like yeah. New, it's like the new pope showing up. Yeah. and everybody's like I see the smoke. Exactly. I,
1: I definitely <laughs> think I'm. I'm glad that you brought up that I'm a lot like the new pope. Yeah, uh, that's exactly yeah. it. But uh, yeah, personally, I think it's just because um, practice groups. They so easily come and go, yeah. um you know, I've been on my share like so like i there's definitely like a a good handful of practice groups, where I was like, this is my favorite team. you guys we have so much fun, and everybody was just like so gung home, we were loving it, and eventually it just kind of like peters out to a point where it's like you know people book stuff or you yeah. know schedules change, and you can't do it anymore, so just the idea of like. You know, just the, just the what's the word? We're like, it's always happening. The repetition, cons- rep consistency, repetition. Yeah, just like that's great. Like, um, you know, like you, you, there's nobody on the team who's like, oh, guys, like I can't can't make it this week. I'm, yeah. you know, so it's it's great just to have everybody there all the time. And yeah, the weekly performances. I mean, going back to the the boot camp philosophy of just doing it a lot. Um, so yeah, it's been great. Nice
0: for that reason. I love it. All right. Well, uh, so we'll get. Well, we'll start winding down to the end then. Uh, pearls of wisdom. Um, something. Nope. Some feedback you received. Hmm. Maybe had a,
1: a an effect. I,
0: I was talking into the, not the microphone, but where the cable connects for a minute.
1: Uh-oh. Uh oh. Do you need minute. to say it again? <laughs> pearls of wisdom. Pearls of wisdom. <laughs> we have my take
0: of it too. If yeah. we need it. Which, which uh, there was something about running earlier, I feel like. But oh yeah, that. yeah. I, I
1: as we were talking about that, I was like, mm, find some genius way to draw it back to running at the end of this. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but I can't. Can I give two? One of them is really fast. Okay, yeah, man. You can do uh, the first you want. one is like like I was talking about earlier um, a little while ago, when I felt like I had hit a plateau and like yeah. you know just dug myself in the ground, and I like one of the things that really just like opened opened my mind and like really reinvigorated me was um, I got I started practicing with Jess Allen um, oh yeah and She's she was Coach Coastal yeah State. and I like just one of the things that she would always push was just the simplicity of listen and react yeah. and that's what I went into Herald auditions with was just like I'm gonna make these guys just look great like we're like my focus here is to just make them look great and to just listen and react and so just having that cause it's so Because, you know, you were talking to Dan about, like, um, the idea that a lot of writers, like, the the misconception that used to be so many writers and writers' brains and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think when you do, like, I think I do have a writer's brain. Yeah. so it's easy for me to overthink everything yeah. and be like I know what game is so I know what this next step is and, and I know you hate games so I won't talk about game anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, <Dwight. laughs> kidding, kidding kidding it's a lie
1: um, so just just that simplicity like just opening my eyes like wait a minute like I was doing a scene with somebody and just like just listen to what they say And react to what they say, and fuck your idea, and fuck this hilarious (laughs) thing that you know will kill, and you just have to wait for them to say something and shut up so you can say it. Like, don't do that. Just listen and react. And it just, like, that, honestly, just something as simple and dumb as that changed everything. And then, like... Well,
0: well, sir, I'm going to... Oh, I had
1: another pearl of wisdom! But, um, like, at the same point,
0: like, uh, I think think it's really... Uh it's interesting and that's why I, I was talking to Johnny a little bit in the th- uh-huh. episode that caused all hell to break loose. Was uh I think I think that yeah, if you can go down if you can like boil sometimes boil all that, that improv thought down that you have uh-huh. to like, oh I just wanna listen what he says and get and uh-huh. just say something that fits and hopefully Yeah, maybe hopefully he's fun whatever, but like hopefully something that fits. Uh it helps so much, and like yeah. I did, I did auditions. I did auditions in the improv space. I already got on a team, and then I came back for like one just to sit in, and I was like, I'll mm-hmm. audition for fun. And my whole my whole plan on that was like, I'm just gonna do. I'm not going to initiate anything. Yeah. To whatever these guys are going to do, I'm not going to I'm going to have zero ideas. I'm just going to do whatever. And I fucking killed like that whole audition yeah. and I was I was really proud of myself, but I just remember like I was like, I don't know if I can really take a lot of credit for it because I just, like even though I was getting like laugh lines and and it, it, sometimes yeah. stealing it's like, well, all I was doing was what they wanted. Yeah, no. And know? I mean,
1: sometimes like the audio, like look at Brian Galvin, like so much of yeah. what he does that I think is so funny is just his reactions. Like he's never like if you say something like, "Oh yeah, I just" I just laid an egg and a goose came out of it. Like, he's not going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to steal it and kill it and eat it. Like, yeah. just Brian saying something like, you did. is yeah. so funny and so simple, and he's just listening cool. and reacting. One I did,
0: I saw, him, I saw him do a show. Is it Funtown? The three guys? Yeah. yeah I, love I, love
1: I he He ben, ben Simon called uh,
0: uh, Brian Galvin, like, Persephone or something uh-huh. as a name. And then, like, the whole thing was, like, how he was trying to get some... Someone to notice her, uh, Brian, his character, her character, whatever. And uh, and Brian goes, Do you think she doesn't like me because he doesn't like me because my name's Persephone? <laughs> and it's just like, Yeah, that's exactly it. Like yeah. that, uh, listening and reacting yeah. so appropriately,
1: and it will kill. It's all it takes. In the same way that, like, specifics, like, n- in no world would you walk into a pool supply store and the man says, I think what I need is no phosphorus because the phosphates are making my water cloudy. Like, <laughs> in no world would is that funny at a pool store, but, like, the audience is just laughing because it's something specific. And it's something that someone knows, and it's the same thing. Like the audience loves when you just react like a person would yeah. react to something. Like, yeah, just it's sometimes it's just as simple as, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right,
0: second pearl of wisdom I'll let you finish. Oh it. <laughs> gosh,
1: now I feel self-indulgent for giving a second one, but uh, no, it's uh, they're all great. <laughs> I was in a class, um, and we were doing one-word story, uh-huh. and this story was about this girl named Victoria, and like within the first five words, she jumped off a roof. And then we went around and around and around about what was happening while Victoria was falling. And at the end, the teacher is like, you guys got to let Victoria hit the ground. Like, that's where (laughs) the fun begins. Like, no, you can't do an improv scene where it's just like, and just so I've always like, kind of kept that in my mind of like, just let Victoria hit the ground, like. You know, like same with a gun. If you've got a gun, fire it. If you, you know, like yeah, like um, just do it. example from a sh- scene last night where we had established that there was a fence that we a bad example. Um, we there's a fence that we were going to pee on, and then just in my mind, I was like. I know I need to pee on this. We've said we need to pee on the fence, but I was finding all these reasons to not pee on the fence. And my mind was like, you just got to let Victoria hit the ground. Like you, when you set up, when you set like, just do it because once you do it, once, once Victoria fucking hits the ground, like that's what the audience wants. And that's where the fun's going to happen. Does she get back up because she's a zombie? Does somebody else come and pick up her body? And like, like, where does it go from there? Like, that's the fun.
0: That, Is, yeah. That, that sort of, I, I, I still think that's, that might fall under that thing of like, the audience wants to see you being smarter, but like, in a weird way, I feel like people think that would be the end. Like, an audience yeah. would feel like... And, and the improviser feels like that. That's why, that's why you'll start right, it. So you'll yeah. stall it forever. And that's why it's so much fun. Eat. Yeah, But, like, if you do that and then you can continue it, yeah. it's like, whoa! Yeah. They did it! Victoria, exactly. Dead. But yeah. somehow the story of Victoria yeah. is still happening. Like, would, this yeah. is great.
1: I'd say Bangarang is a great example of a team that just lets Victoria hit the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, when, when things get fun and exciting. And because... When it is, yeah, you, you, yeah, like Casey was saying, like if you just have a scene and she's just falling the whole time, like the audience, is, the audience knows she's going to hit the ground, so why not get to that and yeah. then see where it goes? If you want to stay ahead of the audience, if the audience wants to see you being faster and smarter, and then you've got to do that because otherwise, you know. What's gonna happen? And even if it's not somebody falling to the ground, but even if it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tip over this desk. I'm so angry. Then do it. And then yeah. what happens? What are the repercussions of that? Yeah, that's what's fun. That's yeah. what improv is. All
0: right, there All you right.
1: go. That's what improv is.
0: Uh, Steve, there's anything that you wanna uh, plug or share with the audience? Uh, that they they should do or um, see yeah, or believe. yeah
1: go see go see Scandal on Friday at UCB at four thirty. Uh, it's probably going to come up after Friday. Okay, um, go see. <laughs> uh, let me check my calendar. Go see Scandal on some Mondays, and then also my mod right team there. Goodman right. has a show on the which is a sketch. Show it's a, a yeah our our mod Great team sketch team. team is Goodman, I'm a writer, I am a writer for. and I believe we are the. F- 15th wait let me see yeah we're the 15th there's five Wednesdays in August and it threw me off we're the 15th at eight o'clock paired with new money um, mm-hmm. the newest mod team who are very funny go see them also nice five dollars for just for just an hour just of comedy
0: wonderful sketch mm-hmm. comedy and uh, can people find you online in places um
1: yeah do why you don't you why don't you go to my Twitter <laughs> it's um' S and then four Zs. <laughs> you make it so hard. It's my last name with four Zs, so S-Z-Z-Z-Z-L-A-G-A, or just Google me and my Twitter will come up. Awesome. That's cool. uh, that's it. So you, awesome.
0: You happy? You did good.
1: Yeah, I feel. Do you like feel I like did.
0: I do? I feel. Do you feel like I was mean to you with that question? No. Okay. No,
1: but really, do you? No, because no. I wait. Like, I was. I was prepared for a meaner question. Was, wait, is
0: there a meaner question I should have asked?
1: I thought you were going to ask like, why are ninety percent of the people you play either women or weird asexual men? <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. I hope you enjoyed that one. Go see Scandal. uh, Check out UCBLA's website for more info on when they perform. Um, I don't have any shows for myself to plug here. Oh, yeah. No, I do. I do. Uh, uh, Dumb Shit Mountain, uh, August 21st. 8.30 8.30 at iOS. West. Uh Dump Shit Mountain, eight, August 21st, 8.30 at Iowa West. It's a sketch show. It's a crazy sketch show. It's lots of fun. Uh, a lot of funny people. It's directed by Eric Moneypenny from The Midnight Show and Sam Brown from The Widest Kids You Know. Uh, you can go to uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash dumb Shit Mountain. Facebook.com forward slash dumb Shit Mountain. And you can see our first video that we put online that I wrote and directed. Um, anyway, come out to the show, it's going to be crazy good. Uh, I guess that's it. Um, I hope all's well. And uh, I... <sighs> Did I just say, I hope all is well, like I'm leaving a voicemail? I'm... I need to go outside. Okay. Um, happy improvising, guys. Golden age of improv. There it is. It's done. Just... Just... just go away. Let's just call it a... Am I Ferris Buellering the end of this outro? I'm... I'm falling apart. Guys, I'm really falling apart. Okay. Bye. Wanna hear your favorite funny people paired with
1: wine? Wanna just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy, Drew Jogie, Brian Safi, Charlie Tanners, and Camille Knox, Paul of
0: Tompkins and Janie
1: haddad Pumpkins, Melanie Linsky. They all told us
0: their wines.
1: And we told them about wine. It's
0: totally boozy study hall.
1: So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. That's The Wine Situation. Wine, wine with an with H. H. Cheers! Cheers.